The Circle. Produced by Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. This is tribal sovereignty. It's our children's future. It's what our ancestors and our elders fought for. It's what we continue to fight for today. So that our people may live. This is The Circle brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. I am Ray Rowland, your community engagement coordinator, along with Brandon Ekafee, our communications director. Once again, bringing you all the information, updates, news from the Oyate Health Center and the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. It is uh, January something, <laughs> January 4th, 2022. A lot of things going on, a lot of things that happened in December. Uh, so we're going to start right out of the box. What is the latest right now, Brand? What's going on in the world of the Health Board and the Oyate Health Center? So it looks like December 17th, the Rosebud Sioux Tribe officially signed their contract to, to join in the Oyate Health Center, um, I guess, process, the, the movement, the efforts to improve health care in Rapid City. Um, again, in 2019, um, Oglala Sioux Tribe and the Shan River Sioux Tribe um, opted to move forward with 638-ing the Rapid City Service Unit. Um, basically, what that means is they... Um, asked IHS to step aside or demanded IHS step aside and um, requested that the resources for health care and rhapsody service unit that are um, designated or owed by the federal government um, go directly to the tribes and um, the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board was, was asked to manage it on their behalf and um, after two years Rosebud joined the process on December 17th officially and going forward it looks like we're looking at a February, I think it's 25th transition to where IHS will be leaving the Susan campus. Um, since they've, um, when there was a, a split in care, when, when, when during the time that Rosebud had offered to, opted, I guess, to stay with the Indian Health Service, um, the Indian Health Service had a presence on the Susan campus. They used the second floor up there in the, the building there. But um, again, with Rosebud coming on, um, IHS is going to step aside, let the tribes move forward with um, improving health care for their tribal members. Um, second floor is going to open up, staff's going to come over, um, expansion of services, improvement of services. We just found out today that the, the fitness center up there, um, the diabetes prevention program that operated under a grant, that's going to be transferred to the Oyate Health Center. So, you know, we're going to look for some cool expansions of that fitness center, um, bring in some new staff. Are the same staff's going to be there, but additional staff is what the word should be. Um, you know, get some more hours in there, um, get some new equipment, you know, give, give the people all their access to the tools they need to, to fight diabetes. But, you know, it's an exciting time. I think you know, we're going to have a, quite a few job positions opening up, um, everything from maintenance to housekeeping to nursing to... Um, people who sign um, sign people in when they come in, um, landscapers with the new building coming, um, got the brand new building coming in January. You know, it's just an exciting time for healthcare in Rapid City. Yeah, and, and so with any change to, you know, comes rumors and pushback. So let's just address this, you know, straight on and with some of the more outlandish rumors. So the the big one again um, with... Yeah, also, so... <laughs> You know, anything in Indian country, anytime there's a, a new movement or a new process, there's always a, 
you know, some people who, who need more convincing than others. You know, a lot of people have seen the changes in healthcare in Rapid City, you know, 22,000 patients going towards 23,000 patients who, you know, pre- appreciate the care that they receive at the Oyate Health Center. But as we all know in Indian country, we all know in Pine Ridge and, you know, those of us who grew up in our communities, it's always a little, a few detractors. And these detractors with social media have, have you know, learned to, you know, pose themselves as lawyers, pose themselves as journalists. And, you know, last week it was funny. You know, we, we try not to, to pay too much attention to the rumors, but sometimes when they're so absolutely outrageous, you know, we got to kind of make fun of them a little bit and laugh about it. So last week, you know, I had a day off, you know, I'm out hanging out with my dogs and walking my dogs. I get a message from one of our, our tribal representatives, um, actually one from Rosebud, one from Pine Ridge, said, forwarded me a screenshot of this individual's post. And as soon as Joel claimed, and this first post that went up, because there were multiple posts that went up, first one went up saying that there was a full-on fist fight at the Oyate House Center between ding, staff. Ding. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, usually, you know, if something happens, you know, communications team is informed, you know, we go into damage control. And come to find out that you know we look into it it absolutely never happened it never happened <laughs> and so as as we start to you know look into it you know security hey man can you maybe something slipped under the radar we didn't see security can you check the cameras security went check the cameras there's no fight um they interviewed staff hey maybe it's something you know maybe there was a corner where the staffs didn't see it um check that there's still no fight okay so so now it gets the guard to get out that did nothing on the cameras a second post goes up. How'd the second post change, Ray? Uh, it changed to like three days ago. The fight wasn't then. It was three days ago in another department by someone's cousins, mothers, brothers, aunties, uncles. You know how it goes. Yeah, and we thought it was, you know, we thought for sure that the next post was going to be that the fight was between me and Ray fighting over some donuts or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I slid Brad in for a bear claw. A yeah. bear claw. But, and then again, the post changes again to now the fight happened. A month ago in a totally different department which didn't happen and so you know it was crazy because you could see what social media was doing and it was just a small group of people who've always been detracting always generating rumors about the Oyate health center but when they're so outrageous and they're just not even based in any any little if there's a little bit of fact you know if there's a little something happens people can at least cling to some facts and say oh well here's the facts well when people are completely yep. making things up and surprisingly you know it's kind of the same small handful of people who you know they i think they like them and social media likes they you know they like the attention they get when they're making things up for a short while and then it's proved to be false and then the posts get deleted or the posts get altered or you know or you know some other context but the truth of the matter is is that the yate house center is doing really 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 well you know and that's indicated you know the best indication of that is the number of Patients who, you know, are continuing to use the services, you know, the Rosebud Sioux Tribal Council, you know, they really have a lot of level-headed young lawmakers over there and, you know, who've come to the meetings, you know, they get the data, they disseminate the data, and, you know, they saw that the improvements that were taking place, the increased resources that are coming, the increased access to care, you know, better referral process, you know, improvements in PRC, all these things that are going better at the Oyate Health Center prompted the Rosebud Sioux Tribe to, to join the contract, you know, and 
if something wasn't going right, if things were going horrible, like that small group of people like to like to pretend like they know, you know, some of them think they're lawyers and they're not lawyers. Um, but, you know, if it was really going the way they would, Rosebud wouldn't be so excited to join this process. Rosebud wouldn't be looking at it like, man, you guys are doing so good that we want our people to have access to it. And, you know, after two and a half years, you know, you you can see that small group of detractors who, who you know, claim you know according to them they don't use this they don't use it at all so if you're not using the yate health center but you still have you know have every inside out of everything that's wrong with it you know how people are treated this that this and that but you don't use it you know it kind of goes to that credibility you know you know we have 22,000 23,000 people who are using it who are filling out surveys saying they're extremely happy with what's taking place and you have a small amount of people who don't use it but seem to know everything about it. You know, I think that the, the credible person in that matter are the lawmakers who see the data once a month, um, you know, who go to the governing body meetings, they go to the mini Luzaha meetings. So, you know, I think it's probably important, you know, the Oyate House Center is guided by two separate boards. You know, one is the mini Luzaha Wichozani Committee, which is made up of tribal leaders, tri elected tribal leaders from Rosebud, Eagle Butte, and Pine Ridge, and community members um, from Rapid City. You know, and each month this, this group meets, they look at the budget, they look at new acquisitions, they look at new projects, they look at areas where the Oyate Health Center needs to be improved, and they provide feedback and guidance on how they want to see that process move forward. And these are council people, and these are community members, who sit on that board. And then in the day-to-day -day operations at the Oyate House Center, that's guided by the Oyate House Center Governing Board. And so the Governing Board isn't made up of, um, you know, it's made up of, of people who are subject matter experts, um, you know, people like Bev Warren, um, um, you know, people like Dr. Mark Harlow, people who really know what they're talking about or experience or educated or actual doctors and not Facebook doctors or YouTube doctors, yeah. actual MDs, you know, actual people who've worked in this field and they guide the day-to-day -day operations, you know, but they see the, the reports, the budgets, the, um, you know, the things that go wrong things that need improvement. And those two boards are what guides the Oyate Health Center. You know, it's a, it's a conglomerate of, of people who are subject matter experts who are not associated with tribal politics, you know, so they can just come in as doctors or as nurses or as public health experts and provide their input, but also with people who work in the building, you know, who, who you know, leadership there, like Dr. Harlow, like Todd Warren, um, and then with community members and, and elected tribal officials all working together from all different parts of the community and from the three tribes to make sure that the politics that usually undermines, you know, projects in the Indian country are not going to hurt the project. You know, it was set up that way. The three tribes said, you know, let, we want to create a way that, you know, someone individual gets into it with this individual. We can't undermine the entire project because of something small or something petty or something political. And, you know, I think that's part of the pushback. You know, you have people out there who are used to getting their way, you know, are used to, you know, throwing a fit on Facebook and, 
you know, and everything changes just because they want it to change. And, and, you know, that type of attitude or that type of approach to projects has undermined it. So many things in our community growing up in Indian country, because, you know, someone gets mad at someone, oh, we're going to tear the whole project down or, you know, or I heard this, so I'm going to run, start a rumor. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, get back at this person or that person. The way the Oyate Health Center was set up is to avoid all that. Avoid all that nonsense, you know, and all that that pettiness that sometimes hurts hurts, you know, positive endeavors in Indian country. So that's why it's made up, you know, the two governing bodies that guide Doyate House Center are made up of tribal leaders, community members, and subject matter experts. And they come from all three tribes, you know. So you know, one tribe can't, you know, dominate or you know, a political situation in Eagle Butte isn't going to undermine, you know, Pine Ridge's investment or vice versa. Not that that's happened, but, you know, just as an example, you know, that the, the local level politics shouldn't tear down projects, you know, projects should be able to withstand that. And I think that the unique setup of the Oyate Health Center and the unique way that it brings in community members, tribal leaders and experts from all three tribes, you know, we all hold each other accountable, you know, Rosebud Council people, Eagle Butte Council people, Pine Ridge Council people, you know, they all, you know, are able to, you know, meet on a, a professional level and not have to worry about, you know, some of the nonsense and the rumors that, you know, and we try to address these rumors when we can, you know, we try not to give too much attention to them because sometimes they're so outlandish, you know, like the one where the lady, you know, gets on there and makes up this crazy fabricated total story. And I watched the post myself and I had to laugh, you know, because as, as you know, at some points, you know, people was like, wait, you know, I was there that day. That didn't happen. Well, I was talking to a security officer and then you know, check with security. No, there's no contact. No. Oh, no, it wasn't the security officer. It was the safety officer in the next point. You know, Something. it happened today. It happened yesterday. You know, people put stuff on social media and, you know, tag people and, and link people to it. And then you watch these rumors run out of control and, you know, pretty studio you know, people, Oh, I should have went live. You know, you go live about, it. you know, things happen. Every, you know, nothing happened to that nature. And I'm sure there was, was a couple, you know, fights during the IHS days as well. <laughs> At some point in the <laughs> last some, 30, you know, 40 years, but, but on the real, you know, it was, you know, I think that that one post of just making something up, you know, if you can make something up that that's that outrageous, it completely out of the blue, with no, you didn't verify nothing. There's no tape. It's just a complete fabrication. Kind of points to some people's credibility on other stories or other topics or other issues that they bring up. So, you know, as communications people, it's a challenge. But, you know, I think that's a challenge that any tribal program faces. You know, there's people who, who you know, want to see things fail for their own interest and don't have the interest of the community as a whole in mind when moving forward. And, you know, they could scream to the top of their lungs that that they represent the community. But, you know, the community that we serve is 22, 23,000 patients who choose to go to the Yate Health Center and who are overwhelmingly happy with the care that they're receiving. And of course, there are mistakes, you know, or there are things that take place that, you know, some people, you know, goes wrong and we do what we can to fix that, approach them, you know, how can we correct this? You know, how can we get better? But in comparison to the 23,000 who continually come, continually to provide positive feedback, you know, that they appreciate their nurses who are, you know, tearing, caring for them during a pandemic, you know, doctors that are caring for them during a pandemic, staff who are up there, you know, you know, making sure things are clean, making sure things are taken care of. You know, we appreciate them. And, you know, people who actually get care at the Yachty Health Center 
greatly appreciated. So, you know, I think that a lot of times if you hear criticism of Yate Health Center, I think the first question you need to ask that person is if they even utilize it. There's the irony of it, you know, what drives me crazy about, about you know, some of the people who are detractors from the Oyate Health Center is that they all have private insurance. You know, they go to Monument, they go to the VA, or they go to their private care provider, and, you know, they have a privilege. They're privileged to be able to do that. And not everybody has options, and when these kinds of things go, with those people that don't have options, it, it hinders their, their health and their trust in their health providers. Yeah, and, and ironically, you know, you don't see the pe- the patients at the Oyate House there, the ones who come every day who need to utilize the services. They're not the ones leading, you know, the com- you know the false complaints and the false stories. It's people who don't even use the facility, and that's the sad part. It makes me mad. You know, you, you kind of want to be like, oh, you get frustrated and get mad, but you know, we're not serving the people who don't use the facility. You know, we're not battling to improve care for the people who choose not to go there. We're doing this for people who use the facility daily, weekly, monthly, and who are extremely happy because, you know, they remember what IHS used to be like in Rapid City. And now they see the change and they're excited about it and they're happy about it. But, you know, the part that that irks me is, I guess, you know, you have that handful of people who are privileged enough to have private insurance who, you know, choose to go to outside care because some for whatever reason they think it's better or you know they sometimes they think they're better you know and they don't want to use these the the care that the rest of the people use because me and you we use the facility you know your family uses the facility you know i've had my relatives use a facility fortunately we don't have to use it all that often but you see it getting better you know you see the wait you know just wait times you know wait wait you look at wait times as the standard you know across healthcare for how well a, a building or how well a facility is operating. And the truth is <coughs> our building is operating very, very, very well. And, and it's very efficient and it's exciting. And, you know, we're, we're grateful for the care and the direction that it's moving and the support that we get from tribal council people, you know, the tribal council people filled calls from people who complain. And, you know, I say, Matt, ask them if they use the building, you know, and if they don't use the facility and they don't get their care there, you know, there those people are not in the best position to, to judge what is taking place there. You know, you talk to patients who do go there, they're happy with it. And, and you know, and it's going to only continue to improve. You know, with the transition coming forward, you know, the neat thing, you know, we're picking up the... So, there's another rumor out there, you know, that by, started by the same people who come out and say, you know, there's a diabetes prevention program that was under Indian Health Service there. That's the fitness center. And, you know, last week someone sent me a screenshot... And this person was saying, oh, yeah, and, and Oyate Health Center and the Health Board, you know, they lost our diabetes prevention program. That's absolutely not yeah. true. Not true at all. Not true. The IHS is transferring the grant over to Oyate Health Center and over to the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board for us to manage and expand, you know, expand just like we did every other service. You know, that means more hours, better equipment. The staff who are there, you know, they're going to be coming over as direct hires to the health board. So you can get all them benefits that come with that. You know, you get insurance, you know, you get 10 hours of leave every two weeks. You get competitive salaries. You get mental health support. You know, you get um, things that, you know, that employees appreciate that they would have never got had had they not come over to the health board. So, you know. Things are moving forward where things are getting better, you know, expanded diabetes prevention programs. We're recruiting some talent, 
you know, I have some relatives out there who are very good at doing that, you know, some people from Pine Ridge who have showed interest of coming up and working, you know, and being part of this movement and, you know, people wanting to come, you know, people who are experts, people who are real, you know, high level professionals have been successful, who are seeing what we're doing and reaching out to us because they want to come be part of this is, 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 is part of the vision and, and uh, you know, the vision coming into reality that we've talked about before is, you know, this is going to be a very special place. Yeah, so again, if you're just joining us, this is The Circle, brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. Uh, We're sitting here talking about all the updates, uh, new things to come in 2022. Um, A lot of, uh, one of the other rumors, too, that I hear a lot is that the second floor, again, is going to lose all their care. Those of people in Pennington County who utilize the IHS on the second floor um, are going to lose service. Totally not true. Is that right? No, not at all. You know, I think, you know, the providers, um, the majority of them have, have chosen to, to, to continue to move forward now that IHS is exiting. Um, you know, some of them have opted to be, you know, to assume IPAs um, to where they're basically on loan from IHS. And some of them have come over as direct hires. And the education or the patient education about, you know, that transition of care is moving forward now, you know. And so people who, you know, you go in to see your doctor up there, you know, we're, we're making sure that you're aware that, you know, we want to keep your provider, we want to keep the continuation of care. And, you know, and now that there's, you know, more, more staff coming and more space, you know, ease of access to, to, to appointments and, you know, being able to see your doctor or, you know, come into urgent care, all those things are going to get better. And, and, you know, once we move into the new building, it gets even better at a faster rate. So, you know, things are improving here, you know, and, if anyone who, who uses the facility, people who get care there, you know, they appreciate it. They appreciate how they're treated. You know, they appreciate that they're being seen by their own people, nurses who look like them, nurses that, you know, they may have known growing up in the reservation, either Eagle Butte, Rosebud, or Pine Ridge. You know, and, and, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And, you know, obviously there's plenty of challenges that, that everyone's going to face. We don't know what COVID's going to do. No numbers are continuing to go up. There's variants. But, you know. You know, we're, we're ready to face it, whatever it is. Yeah, and then let's go into something on a positive note. You know, um, there was a lot going on this past December with Al and I. We had kind of some accomplishments with one of our programs, the Connecting with Our Youth. Is that right? Yeah, Connecting with Our Youth. So Connecting with Our Youth is, a, I think, believe it's a SAMHSA-funded program that's under the health board. It's under the, the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. And... You know, that program is a suicide prevention um, initiative that, that, you know, works to help young people in our community um, have a better access to, you know, traditional teachings, traditional healings, traditional activities in the hopes, you know, that 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 can, you know, keep them on the straight and narrow and, you know, give them some tools that they can use to, you know, hopefully, you know, choose a different route than suicide. And during Al and I, you know, the youth who participated in that program, they won the hand games tournament, you know, 52 teams in it. You lost the largest um, tournament at Al and I, Um, those youth, you know, were able to learn the songs, learn how the game works, the lessons behind it, the stories behind it. So, you know, Tosha Tuhart, Grant Weston, um, Trivia, Afraid of Lightning, Craddock, a couple, um, some more individuals who work under that program, you know, helped them, you know, and taught them and, and you know, assisted in, in, in giving them access to that part of their culture 
you know, and you know, win, you know, you're winning that you feels good. You're happy. You have something to be proud of. And, you know, they wouldn't have had that opportunity, but that program is an expansion of our behavior health services, you know, at the Oyate health center. You know, one thing about 638, you know, the, the direction that 638 is, is that you can acquire additional grants to supplement your care. So where you, you know, for example, you had Indian Health Service who were stuck with three providers for decades up here and no space, um, no ability to, to, to grow the program. Um, you know, when, when the health board be, um, started to manage Oyate Health Center, manage their absolute service unit, we were able to pursue grants to supplement that behavioral health program. And so that behavioral health program went from three providers to 17 providers now. Um, it does equine therapy. Um, another young person, another youth who, who is part of the Koi program, the Connecting with Our Youth program, won first place in the Poetry Slam competition. And the youth who participate in it also, you know, were able to go to the, the Bigfoot Memorial Ride, um, you know, use some of the, 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 last, the, the, the healing processes that they learned there. Um, they prayed, you know, they, they received words of encouragement. They learned stories, they learned songs, they learned all kinds of things that is part of this expansion of behavioral health and, you know, creating culturally, you know, relevant material and, and treatment options that, you know, that the youth can connect to. So that, you know, that's exciting. That program is going to continue to go. They have equine therapy with it. Um, I think I've seen that they were doing some other things in Crow Creek as far as spoken word type type things as a therapy so you know that's a good program it's a you know led by you know tosha does a good job trivia afraid of lightning craddock does a good job i think the the parenthood initiative with grant weston and um altina three stars you know there's all kinds of names of, of people that the community knows who are doing a good job in, in in growing that behavioral health program and and you know the growth of the behavioral health program i always try to emphasize this it wasn't because the health board or the Yate Health Center said, oh, we need to grow that, you know, we need to prioritize this. The people said that they wanted more behavioral health services. In 2019, we did a community needs assessment and overwhelmingly the people in Rapid City said, look, you know, there's 27,000 of us at the time. At the time, there's 27,000 people that utilize the Rapid City service unit. And they said we just don't have access to behavioral health we we need more behavioral health services and it was from that direction or from that guidance that doyate health center decided and chose and, and pursued an expansion of services because that's what the people needed you know it's a, a healthcare model that that's responsive to the needs of the community and and this is just one example of what we can do that's you know better than what the federal government was able to do for a lot of years you know mm -hmm. Three people can't serve 27,000 people, and even 17 can't serve, you know, 27,000 people, but it's a start, you know, to grow that from, you know, by 1,000% or, you know, 1,500%, something ridiculous from 3 to 17, not a math whiz, but, you know, I think you guys can do the numbers in your head and see, you know, that that's a dramatic improvement that people have been calling for for decades, asking the feds to do for decades, and Oyate Health Center has been able to do that in two years. And, you know, that's example of where we're going and what we're going to continue to do. So it's fun. It's cool. It's exciting to see such improvement. Yeah. So if you have any uh, questions or information that you want more on the, the programs for the Behavioral Health Services, uh, give them a call at 605-718-5095. Uh, They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Again, offering services such as 
recovery groups, talking circles, individual family and group uh, therapy, yoga, uh, and equine therapy. Um, yeah, so a lot of good things coming. And the reason, again, we address some of these rumors is so that we can give you the truth, the factual information, and, and, and hold up you know accountability, something that's very rare where we come from and where we grow up, grew up. Uh, so if you do have questions or, or want to hear more information or want to address something specific, reach out to me and Brandon. Uh, you could either re, you know listen to the show or give us a call and give us some subject matter, 605-721-1922. Uh, so again, this has been The Circle. Any closing remarks that you want to make before uh, we take off for this show? No, just that this show is a you know an effort to be transparent and an effort to provide information to our community members you know about... 638 process about how the Oyate Health Center operates um, you know anything that you guys want to know you know it, it's not like it's a big secret what we're doing you know nobody's trying to hide anything if the people want to hear you know how we're you know using this part of the budget or you know what are we doing with our mobile clinic how did we acquire the mobile clinic how did we acquire a multi-million dollar building to house behavioral health services just let us know you know we're, we're willing for documentation anything to put people at ease to know that this is a, a an exercise in tribal sovereignty you know this is an expansion and improvement of healthcare for our community living in rapid city and it's also a way that our tribes can look at how we're doing things so you know should they choose to go that route in their own community you know you can learn from our mistakes you can learn from our innovation you know to see what we did to, to make sure that this project can continue to grow and continue to improve one last thing before we leave if you're looking for work if you're looking for a job in the next year or so looking to relocate to rapid city or if you're in rapid city and you need work the Yate Health Center and Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board has all kinds of positions open. Come visit our website. Give us a call. You know, hopefully there's something that fits for you. All right. Once again, this has been The Circle for Brandon, myself, and the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Yate Health Center. We thank you for your time. Again, this is Circle on Keeley Radio. vaccines are currently available across the Great Plains area. These vaccines are safe and effective tools for stopping the spread of COVID-19. The vaccines work by giving our immune systems instructions for how to fight off infections. They do not contain the virus that causes COVID-19. Short-term side effects like soreness at the injection site, fever, headache, muscle pain, or fatigue are common after receiving the vaccine. Millions of people around the world, including thousands of native health workers and elders, have been vaccinated safely. Vaccines are the safest way to protect our relatives during this ongoing pandemic. The more people get the vaccine, the more lives we can save in our communities. Call your health care provider or tribal health department to learn more about when and where you can receive your vaccine. Or go to gptchb.org for more information. This message was brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board so that the people may live.